Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. The Advent wreath is a wonderful tradition to mark these weeks as you and I draw closer to the celebration of Christmas. You may have one at church and you may even have a smaller one on your table at home. There's no right way or wrong way to make an Advent wreath. All you actually need are four candles. The color on the candles of the wreath may differ according to local traditions. Purple is often used to remind us of royalty. In Zechariah, we hear the wonderful announcement. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation. In recent years, blue candles have become popular. It's a color that reflects well the hope of the season as we look forward to the day of our Lord's return. As Jesus said in Mark's Gospel, You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. However, on some Advent wreaths, you may notice that a pink candle is lit this week. The season of Advent begins on a penitential theme as we consider our sins, the death it brings, and our need for a Savior. But as the third candle is lit, it's a wonderful reminder the theme of preparation now transitions to one of anticipation and joy. And the bright theme of rejoicing is symbolized by this pink candle that stands out amidst the other three. Last Sunday is referred to as Gaudete Sunday, the Latin word for rejoice. It's the first word in what used to be the historical intro at a portion of the traditional music that the choir sang on the third Sunday in Advent. It's from this verse, Philippians 4 verse 4. Of course, the entire season of Advent is marked by joy, and Paul even says that it should now mark our entire lives. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. But what if the circumstances in your life have not left you feeling like you want to rejoice this year? And I'm thinking of one in particular. What if this is the first Christmas without a spouse who may have died? You may have experienced the loss of a child or a good friend. You may not feel like celebrating. You may have even told yourself that you might just skip church entirely this year. But please don't. Our Savior's birth gives you even more reason to find a good seat in church this season. Don't miss this precious opportunity to hear God himself comfort you in his word. Here is the very reason why God sent his Son into the world. He came to defeat sin and death on the cross and bring us eternal life with him. In love, Jesus came for you and your beloved so that death would not get the last word. He did this by dying for us and rising again. The events of Christmas and Easter are bound together in God's word. And as a result, we now worship our Savior with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. And that includes our loved ones who have died in the faith and are with him. We worship together with them even now. And the day shall come when we shall do it hand in hand in joyful reunion before his throne. No wonder Paul says, rejoice. As David reminds us, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Here is why this baby came, for them and for you. Here is real comfort that's too good to miss. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. 
Amen. If you or someone you love are struggling with grief at this time of the year, we invite you to check out the booklet, What is Christmas? It's available for you to read or share on the free booklet page on our website. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.